Welcome to KAW Radio. Broadcast every Thursday via Spreaker.com, we bring to you the latest news and information on Kick-Ass Wrestling, the zenith of British underground wrestling since 2008. And we're on. It's uh, Thursday the 21st of June 2018. Welcome to episode 11 of series 6 of KW Radio and I am of course your host David Lovell. It's World Cup season so that's not a drill. You can hear Coronation Street ending in the background. Um, And thank God the football is causing the soaps to completely turn inside out and upside down because quite frankly... Soaps are the bane of my very existence when it comes to the the evening schedules. Uh, when it comes to um, getting a chance to watch anything on the big screen at KW House, I'm pretty much at the back of the queue for soap reasons. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, before I get on a rant saying that soap operas are going to eat themselves in the next few t- in the next few years, which they probably won't, and I'll be completely you know um, you know shown to have egg on my face. Um, Right, we've got a lot to talk about because it's been more than a week since we've uh, been here. Um, a lot of shit's happened, a lot of wrestling shows, and of course, KW Carpe DM 2018. So that's going to be on the docket uh, in the next hour or so. Just me talking about uh, some odds and sods. Um, I've got a. F- uh, Yes, I've got a lot of stuff to talk about. I am also absolutely dying at the moment. Um, I'm not. I've not been a hundred percent since Carpe Diem. Sometimes these shows do take it out of you, um, which uh, is perhaps understandable. Um, so let's could, let's begin um, with a look at Carpe Diem. Um, what better way to start the show, I suppose? And we've got some new stuff that's taken place and uh holy fucking shit it's uh it's something that's pretty much taken everything yeah it's pretty much taken everything uh and just dropped the whole kw universe on its backside quite frankly it's uh been one of those one of those shows um now let's begin our look at carpe dm with a prelude as it were and um Due to injury, um, both Belial and Drayton Gray were unable to compete. Um, and that meant that Gray, because he would then therefore miss a um, shot at the, kick-ass re- at the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship, um, uh, as a result of him missing his uh, first mandatory defence against Chaos, the title had to be stripped from Drayton, and we had to, well, we had to crown on the spur of the moment, a new undisputed kick-ass wrestling champion. Um, so, how we did this was fairly simple, actually. We uh, made a number one contenders match between in, in, from an existing matchup, as it were, that was um, booked. Um, so, the matchup between D.L. Hicks and Jimmy Suzuki, which was originally uh, going to be a number one contenders match anyway... That was that was kept as a number one contenders match, but the winner would face the number one contender Chaos in a matchup for the vacant title straight after. So, with the table set there, we had to crown a new undisputed Kickass Wrestling Champion. Um, the title vacant for the second time in a year. Uh, 
Um, again, with title vacancies, when it comes to the Undisputed Championship, they tend to stay very short um, to the point where uh, we only broke the news of the title being vacant at 8pm on the 15th of June, i.e. during the show itself. So that gives you an, an idea of how late-breaking um, this was. I mean, we did have we did hold out faint hopes that Drayton may be able to compete under a hold harmless agreement, um, but unfortunately he was not cleared and obviously we couldn't take the risk, unfortunately. So, Drayton will get a shot at the title when he's back at 100%. Um, we'll talk about the um, undisputed title matchup in just a moment. But first, we had an opening contest as Selfie Dick defeated the Dark Soul and Irish Assassin number 3 in 7 minutes 10 seconds. So, Selfie Dick back in the hunt um, here in Kick-Ass Wrestling, the man of a million nicknames. Um, and uh, certainly, he's a guy who, um, you know, has held championship gold before. And maybe, just maybe, he will hold it again. And uh, we have some very stacked divisions at the moment. The undisputed title, obviously. Um, that division is very much stacked. We also have a very stacked um, division for the international championship. Uh, Selfie Dick as well could f slot into either two, one of those divisions. Um, we hear rumours that he's scouting for a tag team partner. Um, and maybe the tag titles could be on the horizon for Selfie Dick. But also, um, Dick has proven himself to be a competent hardcore competitor. And so Party Time Pete's Hardcore Championship could very well be at risk if Selfie Dick put his mind to it. As for the Dark Soul and for IA3, well, this was, um, let's just say, an interesting bout. I believe IA3 took the fall. I've not actually had a proper chance to get this. After nearly a week to properly check the footage of all, of, of all the um, incredible action that took place at Carp ADM. So um, I'm winging it here, but uh, but yeah, um, it was uh, let's just say a very physical opening contest to say the least. Indeed, that was the case, and uh, it was IA3 who um, I'm just looking at the um, looking at the footage now. Well, I'm looking at the um, ending of the uh, of the bout between um, Dark Soul IA3 and uh, Selfie Dick. The ref got knocked down. I forgot to uh, I forgot to um, note that referee Dan the Man Oakton. Well, referee Dan the Man Oakton got knocked out, but um, well. IA3 just took a rubber glove to the nose. I wonder what Selfie Dick was doing with that rubber glove. Let's just say that. And uh, to say the very least, that... Uh, oh my. And Dick putting the glove in IA3's mouth for the pin. And referee Dan the Man Oakton um, registered the three count. So Selfie Dick 
victorious in the opening bout at Carpe Diem. Uh, IA3 is still a relative newcomer, um, but you know it's hard to get it's hard to get victories when you're a rookie. And Dark Soul, the um, 17-year veteran, has yet to really find his feet in 2018. Many people argue that this could very well be his final year in British underground wrestling. He could very well uh, have his twilight years in the United States. So many people have speculated on the Dark Souls' uh, future in kick-ass wrestling. But uh, to say the very least, um, one could argue that... uh, you know, Dark Soul could just have one victory on the road to KW10 and all would be well with the world. Okay, our second contest of the evening pitted Irish Assassin 1 against Big Ass Tiger, who, of course, uh, has still, still trying to get over the humiliation of uh, being turned on by Miss Tigress back in November. But... Uh, To say the very least, it was Tiger who uh, certainly dominated the run of play, you could argue. And uh, it was Tiger who got the victory in 5 minutes... Excuse me, IA1 who got the victory in 5.30. So uh, Irish Assassin won victorious over BA Tiger. Um, and many people were, many people argued that uh, certainly Tiger's not got his head in the game, to say the very least. He had many opportunities to gain the victory, but uh, but certainly, as uh, I see on my monitor, I one kicking out of a, an attempt to. At a pinfall by uh, BA Tiger and Tiger. Well, it was. Well, you see some We Want Tigress chance and death by roll up. Referee Dan the Man Oakton finds three. Irish Assassin one victorious. And uh, so IA one victorious. And uh, like I said, the KW Universe. Seemingly more and more to be erring on the side of um, Tiger's erstwhile former tag team partner. Um, and uh, no doubt there's going to be a confrontation between Big Ass Tiger and Miss Tigress in the future. Certainly, I would argue, on the road to KAW10 on the weekend of September 28th and 29th. On to match number three. As we saw the Kick-Ass Wrestling Hardcore Championship put on the line in the Battle of Essex Strong Style. And no word of a lie, how this bout went, the three of the three members of Essex Strong Style decided, well, this is Liam Stevens doing, so they decide to rush the referee back quickly instead. And indeed, that is the case. They, with well, horse meat drops uh, Matt quickly with a neck breaker, and um, and uh, and there we see a triple pin by Essex Strong Style, 
And well, all I guess it was always fair in a hardcore title matchup. So a triple pin on the referee and uh, party time Pete retaining the Kick-Ass Wrestling Hardcore Championship. Probably the easiest title defense that Pete has had, but no doubt he will have some more taxing competition, let's just say, um, when we next are in action. To another matchup, as uh, we would see the return of the man they call Blaze, um, as he squared off against Cube and Peter, and... Peter put on the performance of his life. Let's just say that. Absolutely incredible to think that this was a man who, back in March, at March or Die, lost to D.L. Hicks in just a minute. But uh, Peter really convic- you know, show- showed that he can perform under the right circumstances, and Blaze had a hell of a lot of trouble... Um, taking on Peter both men brawled down to the lobby of KW House and then back to the ring it was to say the least a bit of a a physical matchup but as uh, the match returned to the ring Blaze just decided to go on full kill mode as it were as um, Peter just took everything and I mean absolutely everything that Blaze could muster and to say the least, what a shocking finish as Blaze went to to hit a blazing glory, or a running blazing glory, I should say, on Peter. Peter with a roll up and the shock three count, the big upset at Carpe Diem, Cuban Peter victorious in a hell of a matchup, beating the former world heavyweight champion, Blaze. And so, with uh, with that being said, Blaze attacking Cuban Peter afterwards, it was to say the very least, um, a very... A sore loser, let's just say, in Blaze. And certainly it looks like he has come back from suspension with a huge chip on his shoulder, to say the least. Now, on to the um, first batch. Ugh, first first batch? First match of the second half. Uh, I got confused with my own, uh, my own tongue there for some odd reason. The first bout of the second half um, was part of the series, as it were, to crown a new um, undisputed kick-ass wrestling champion. And it pit Jimmy Suzuki against the prick D.L. Hicks. Now, this was a, f- a very short but sweet matchup. No question about it. This was certainly physical. As the veteran Hicks certainly pulled out all the stops in trying to get the victory. But uh, with senior official Charon Parker... Um, officiating this bout a lot of uh, what Hicks tried to do was certainly uh, it was caught let's just say that and uh, Suzuki really did take a a hell of a lot of punishment no question about it including a vicious one foot drop kick 
to the basement, right to the solar plexus of Jimmy Suzuki. And that was after the bout. Because believe it or not, it was another roll up. This time by Suzuki that got him the victory. The Gaijin warrior would move on to face Chaos. That basement drop kick from Hicks, obviously a sign of his frustration, but cooler heads seemed to prevail. As Hicks explained, he wanted one shot at Chaos and the undisputed KAW Championship. So Hicks seemingly decided to put uh, whatever issues he had with Suzuki to one side. A handshake was offered. Suzuki ex accepted it. And a kick to the testicles. By the prick. Again, like I said, the frustration obviously permeating. And Suzuki knew that that was an opportunity that Chaos could take advantage of. And certainly that was Hicks sabotaging potentially his opportunity to become the undisputed kick-ass wrestling champion. Now, moving on to the penultimate matchup of Carpe Diem. And I'll tell you what, it's very rare that we see epic matchups in kick-ass wrestling anymore. But this was an absolute epic matchup. As the vacant, undisputed kick-ass wrestling championship was up for grabs. As Chaos, the former champion, squared off with the number one... Well, with the, the um, Gaijin warrior, Jimmy Suzuki. You could argue the number one contender. Certainly earning his spot in this final bout. Chaos and Suzuki pulled out all the stops. Um, I might as well mention that uh, uh, for times... Um, I forgot to mention that uh, the hardcore title matchup was what, a minute 22. The Blaze Cube and Peter matchup was 14 minutes 55. P Cube and Peter winning there. Suzuki beat Hicks in 4.55. This matchup between Chaos and Suzuki for the vacant title went 29 minutes and 3 seconds. An incredible, epic battle, to say the very least. And, uh, it was a curb stomp by Suzuki. And we all thought that was all she wrote. But it was a close near fall. Chaos, the 10-year veteran, wanting to climb the mountain one more time. And so the match continued. This epic tidal bout. And uh, to say the very least, these two... Just absolutely beat the living shit out of each other. And uh, I'll tell you what. After 29 minutes, even referee Sharon Parker had to collapse in just sheer exhaustion. But it was Chaos who dodged a curb stomp. Nailed the stunner on Jimmy Suzuki. Went for the cover. Scored the three count. And as mentioned, in 29 minutes, three seconds, your new two-time undisputed kick-ass wrestling champion, the original killer of kick-ass wrestling chaos. An amazing effort 
on the part of Chaos and indeed on the part of Jimmy Suzuki. Now, how do you top that? Very, very much with difficulty, unfortunately, as uh, our final matchup at Carpe Diem pit uh, the international champion Kawhi Kid making his first title defense against Tyson Snow. And uh, to say the very least, this was a very grapple-influenced matchup. Um, certainly Kid, uh, coming from the pro wrestling Shinjuku Dojo, uh, certainly versed in the grappling arts, no question about it. And uh, so the bell sounded on our final bout at uh, Carpe Diem, and it was a sporting affair, no question about it. As uh, referee Tan, the man Oakden for this one, certainly had a, uh, let's just say, a hell of a job trying to, uh, let's just say a hell of a job trying to uh, officiate this. As uh, Snow... Snow garnered the victory in this bout and indeed the title by two straight falls. Two falls to nothing in a total match time of 10 minutes 15 seconds. But to give Kawhi Kid credit, in the matchup he had back at November Payne with Kawhi Kid, uh, with Tyson Snow, excuse me, Kawhi Kid certainly showed that he was a promising. Uh, Rookie, let's just say that. But uh, to say the least, Snow just out wrestled Kid in this uh, match. In, in this, and uh, certainly Snow's uh, ability to roll up Kawhi Kid not once but twice in the space of less than a couple of minutes proved to be the death knell. For Kawhi Kid's title reign, which only lasted a month. So congratulations to the new international champion Tyson Snow, who called out the former international champion Belial. And clearly, Snow is fishing for one more match with arguably one of his greatest opponents. And to say the very least, I would not be surprised if we see Belial versus Tyson Snow 3. With the international title on the line this time being held by the angry American. Alright, so. Whew, goodness me. That was a a very interesting carp ADM to say the very least. <coughs> Two new champions crowned. Okay, admittedly, not necessarily on our own volition. We've at least one of those uh won those titles, but with Tyson Snow, the new international champion. Chaos, the new undisputed champion. Many people th- believe that uh, the road to KW10 will certainly see some interesting matches, no question about it. I mean, I would have liked to see Kawhi Kid versus Belial, if I'm perfectly honest. But uh, maybe that will happen down the line. Who knows? Um but to say the very least, um, this, uh, these two title changes certainly 
you could argue have changed the the, the landscape. Uh, you could argue of um, the road to KW10, of course, ca- happening in the month of September. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to dip into the hopper for a bit of music. Um, this is episode 11. Indeed, it's episode 11 of series 6 of KW Radio. And I'll be back in about three minutes. Stay tuned. back episode 11 of uh, season 6 of KW Radio and a little bowling for soup there 
um, on the music front. Um, that used to be something I'd listen to when I was uh, a lad, let's just say that. Um, and indeed, that was the case. Um, right, so two World Cup themed shows, sort of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Top and tail. The wrestling that I went to in the last seven days, well, since Tuesday. So, there you go. Um, the first one, obviously, was the Progress World Cup uh, this past Wednesday at the Tufnell Park Dome. Um, it was a fun little show. Um, although, I will say this, um, we got uh, some questionable representatives, let's just say that. Uh, well, one questionable representative, but I'll talk about that in a second. <clears throat> right, so taking a look at the results. First quarter final. Um, pit Chuck Mambo against Ruslan, representing Russia, and let's just say he's no Ilya Dragunov, let's just say that. He is, he wasn't great. Mambo advanced, but um, ended up taking a bad landing on his noggin, which um, wasn't great. <clears throat> but uh, nonetheless, England advanced to the semi-finals. Let's just hope there wasn't penalties. Uh, next quarter-final, Bad Bones, representing Germany. Defeated Switzerland's Oliver Carter. We're in a really good matchup. Um, Bad Bones has pretty much constantly been said, been touted as the uh, the best wrestler that you don't know any anything about. Um, it's true. He is he's a great wrestler and is so far under the radar of a lot of people that I know. It's actually criminal. Um, and Oliver Carter did put in a, a decent shift here as well. Um, I remember seeing him at, at a cockpit show um, a while ago, actually. He got one of the better matches of the year out of Josh Bodum, of all people. Um, so there you go. Um, Adam Brooks, representing Australia, defeated Einar Ironside, representing Iceland, to advance. Um, it was okay. Ironside wasn't any great shakes, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Um and in your fourth quarter final, Naoki Tanazaki of Japan um, defeated David Francisco, representing Portugal. Or he would rather just represent himself. Fuck Portugal. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Tanazaki made old average Dave a little bit more average, let's just say that. Um, moving on to the semi-finals. Um, firstly... The match between Chuck Mambo and Bad Bones went to a time limit draw. So, in lieu of penalties, extra time was played. And Chuck Mambo won. Wouldn't you fucking know? Um, it was a really good match, though. It, genuinely, this was one of, the, one of the best matches I've seen in the Dome. Um, that kind of match where it's allowed to breathe and it's allowed to tell a story. That kind of match just absolutely you know, it's thumbs, gets a thumbs up from me. And uh, this certainly delivered. Uh, and in the second semi-final, it was Adam Brooks who advanced over Naoki Tanazaki. So that set up England versus Australia in the final. <laughs> hey, the old Ashes thing happening. Cool. Uh, in non-tournament action, Eminem, Connor Mills and Maverick Mayhew defeated the besties in the world, Davey Vega and Matt Fitchett. Decent matchup this was. Um, if, if its purpose was to cool down the crowd, nah. It was... Uh, he got the crowd sort of uh, kept them going because this was a long show, even for a dome show, which normally finishes by about ten, half past ten. It was, I think, 
getting close to 11 o'clock by the time this uh, got to the final. And, um, and again, Chuck Mambo, just the MVP of this, um, of this tournament. And he got the victory over Adam Brooks. And holy fucking shit, England won the World Cup. Dun dun dun! I don't have it. I don't have that uh, soundbite set up anymore. But uh, fucking hell, that was uh, that was quite. I, I don't think. I'll be honest, because obviously, let's just say that England have had that like curse. Let's just say since winning the um, football World Cup in '66, I think I was. I thinking, yeah, they're not going to win a World Cup at, at wrestling, if we're perfectly honest. But. Uh, hmm. Stranger things have happened, and indeed they did, at the Tufnell Park Dome. Moving on to Thursday, the reason why we preempted last week's KW Radio to Tuesday. I was at Anarchy Pro at Lock 17 in Camden for the second stage, or, yep, second round of the Master of Brutality tournament. Um, the... Yeah, this is cool. Um, uh, so we started with a match between Chuck Mambo and Los Federales Santos Jr. That was won by Aaron the Ref. Uh, figure that shit out. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, yeah, that was odd. But uh, fun nonetheless. Um, uh, let's see what else. Lord Gideon Gray and Curtis Chapman defeated Rocky Mack and Fraser Thomas. It was okay. Um, but I think a lot of the anarchy crowd are more into what was coming next. And that was the deathmatch stuff. Um, so we had the two semi-finals in the Master of Brutality tournament. Firstly, it was a Four Corners of Pain deathmatch. As Drew Parker defeated Ginny to advance to the final. And in the second semi-final, a barbed wire match. Uh, Clint Margera defeated Damon Moser to advance. So the finals... It's Drew Parker versus Clint Margera, and that's on July 26th. And fuck a duck, that is going to be pretty brutal. But, um, I mean, hats off to both Ginny and to Damon Moser, actually. Their performances, in the f- I, they really impressed me in the first round. Um, and um, that's, uh, you know, hats off to them as well for getting that to the semi-final. It was a very tough field um, as well. Uh, also, they announced that Chris Brooks would t- face Volta at stage three on July 26th. Speaking of Chris Brooks, um, he had arguably won the best. Now, I've had, I've seen some fucking cracking into gender matches in the last few weeks. Uh, B Priestley versus Kip Sabian, even. Um, but this was better by by quite a quite a margin as Charlie Evans defeated Chris Brooks in. Jesus Christ. If it wasn't for the death matches, probably the match of the night, one could argue. It was a, it was bloody good. And of course your main event you had a fans bring the weapons death match for the Anarchy Pro Championship. Uh, Spike Trevay uh retained the title over Jimmy Havoc. Um and um someone brought kitchen sink. God bless that person. Uh post match um, Treve's stability teammates Gideon Gray and Curtis Chapman beat the fuck out of Havoc 
Fraser Thomas and Candy Floss made the save. So it's obviously setting up something for July 26th. Um, so yeah, that was a that was a really fun show. Um, match number three of show number three. Fuck's sake, show number three of uh, four <coughs> um, was the Eve XWA Equal Fights Two Every Loser Wins event at Resistance Gallery in Bethnal Green. This is the reason why KAW was postponed was was brought forward today from Saturday to Friday. Um because Liam Stevens wanted to see um well he wanted to see Rocky Mack in action. There's a common theme here, I think. He has a heart on for that lad. Um so we began with um tag team action as Pro Sleeve champion Charlie Morgan teamed up with Seshmoff Martina against the International Home Wrecking Crew. Jetta and Rain teaming for the first time in eight years. Um, and I was a fan of them back in the day. So that was my hook, really, to come to this show. So there you fucking go. Um, Jetta tried something off the second rope during the bout, and the rope broke. No, and the rope didn't break, the turnbuckle broke. And so they spent a considerable amount of the bout with just two two ropes, top and bottom. Um, so after an impromptu interval to fix the turnbuckle we soldiered on oh, fuck's sake I feel like I've just walked into that one uh, Buffalo Soldier was in action in a losing effort to Doug Williams um, I tell you what Buffalo Soldier is quickly becoming someone who you shouldn't rest on um, la- the previous week he wrestled Jody Fleisch this week he wrestled Doug Williams you know the world is that young man's oyster, quite frankly. Um, then uh, an attempt at uh, some karaoke by Lion Kid was thankfully um, interrupted by Jamie Hater, And they had a match and Hater got the victory uh, after murdering or attempt- attempting to murder Lion Kid's toy Simba with a kitchen knife, which I thought was just the right side of hilarious. I mean, a lot of people thought, yeah, that's crossing the line a little bit. I'm not a fan of Lion Kid. There you go. He's too wholesome for me, for fuck's sake. Um, so that meant in the um, in the um, four-match series between Eve and XWA, Eve went 1-0 up already. Um, in the... Um, in a, in a, another match-up... It wasn't part of the series. Uh, Rocky Mack defeated Lord Gideon Gray. And this was a lot of fun. Uh, it's just silly shit like what happened on the, in in this match was... Uh, you know, it's my cup of tea. Um, moving on. We found out the age-old question that, yes, it is bants to grind on a swan. Although it can, inv- it can result in a live birth. Um, as Cara Noir defeated Session Moff Martina, pulling double duty. Uh, so XWA even the um, even the score at one match each. <clears throat> Next, um, Nina Samuels representing Eve defeated Cast- Neon Explosion Cassius representing XWA to make it two one the series. Um, these two had a decent match. Um, 
they, they do have a bit of chemistry, no question about it. Um, and your final matchup, um, Pitt, Bars and Stripes, current XWA British Heavyweight Champion Rio Riley and Addy Starr, against the team of Jimmy Havoc and Evil Uno. And this was fans bring the Lego. And I don't know if Liam brought Lego, but he enjoyed this matchup. I don't think he enjoyed the result. It's, um, Bars and Stripes obviously representing Eve. Got the victory over Havoc and Uno representing XWA to make it 3-1 the series in favour of Eve. And that's the second equal fight show they've won. Because <laughs> I think they won 3-1 last time round, if my, my memory serves me correctly. Um... But nonetheless, that was a fun show. Um, and bring on the next one, if I'm honest with you. <clears throat> now, the next show uh, was something which I was going into... Uh, I was going into pretty blind, really. And that was uh, my first foray into Boreham Woodfort Pro Wrestling Clash. Um, now, I don't know much about this promotion. Do I want to know about this promotion? Yes, I do, because they look like a really good show. They look like a really good outfit, actually. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, Pro Wrestling Clash um, holds shows normally at 96 Shenley Road, which is the theatre in Boreham Wood in Hertfordshire. Although this show that I went to, the World Clash, um, was held instead at the Maxwell Community Centre, so a little bit further up the road. Um, yeah, it was okay. Um, I'm sort of looking at uh, just doing doing my. Uh, just doing my sort of research. I think this is their third ever show. If I'm right. Um, and. Yeah. I only started out in February. Which uh, is pretty impressive. Uh, again. Sometimes you got to do your research. And sometimes you got to do the fucking. <clears throat> research on the fly. Um. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so they've only had three shows. This this was their third show. Um, like I said, at the Maxwell Park Community Centre in Boreham Wood. Let's take a look at the results, courtesy of Pro Wrestling Clash themselves. Because sometimes you have to rely on idiots like Liam Stevens in order to uh, get your results sometimes with these smaller shows. Holy shit, I just realised we've gone 43 minutes and not even realised it. Um... An interesting, actually, an interesting story is that um, we uh, were waiting for the, uh, me and a couple of our colleagues, well, associates as well, were waiting for the train and uh, bumped into the OJMO, who was announced for the next show, Pro, uh, Pro Wrestling Clash, Clash of the Beach on August 19th. There you go. So, <laughs> so there you go. That was, uh, that was pretty cool. Um... And um, the reason why we went to this event in the first place was because um, Liam and a couple of um, 
my f associates, uh, were going to go to a 4TB show in Tooting on the same day, on the 17th of June. That got cancelled, but Pro Wrestling Clash um, on honoured all 4TB tickets. Um, and that is actually... No, I mean, genuinely, that is pretty cool. That is... I, I'll, I'll actually will... You know, say that that is pretty fucking awesome. Um, so let's look at the results very quickly. Um, so they had two four-way matchups in the World Clash tournament groups, as it were. The winners would then go on to the final. So let's take a look. Um, so in the opener, uh, Rocky Mac defeated Joey Axel, Mauro Chavez, and Slick Lombardo. To advance to the final. Um, Jay Garns defeated CJ Carter and Marcus Anthony. Three-way contest. Um, in Group B of the World Clash Tournament. Sammy Smooth defeated Tengu, El Fantasma and El Chawani. Uh, to advance. Cara uh, Noir defeated Nero Leon to retain the Pro Wrestling Clash Championship. Uh, Gene Money defeated Super Shiny Man. And your final... Uh, of the World Clash Tournament Sammy Smooth defeat Rocky Mack when you know won the pony England won another World Cup and this time over Ireland ha goodness me the only reason I'm rushing the results actually is because I've just realised we've gone 45 minutes and I've just talked bollocks quite frankly so yeah <laughs> genuinely though for, for like the first time going to um, that kind of show I'll admit that I was I was quite impressed. Um now unfortunately I'm not going to be able to attend the clash at the beach. That's on SummerSlam Sunday. And I've just realised I'm at Ring of Honor that day. So, you know sometimes you can't help it, unfortunately. Um But I mean it was a, the the one thing I would say is that the venue wasn't the best. I know it's not their regular venue, which is a theatre apparently, from what I understand, and therefore has lights. the The thing about this venue was that it was there were just two spotlights on the ring. It was very poorly lit, um, to the point where also the spotlights were kind of cutting out every thirty seconds for like a minute or no, for a second or so. So it was very distracting watching it. Um, and so um, I joked with um, one of my associates that uh, maybe they should consider putting 50 pence in the meter. And I don't know if they did. I'm drawing a blank, if I'm honest with you. Um, so yeah, that was, it was a fun show. Uh, absolutely, 100%. It was a fun show. Um, speaking of Ring of Honor, I've just read that um, on the Honor Reunited show that they're doing on the 16th, 18th, and 19th of, uh, of August, they are doing a tournament, the International Cup. Uh, let me read this blurb, actually, that I've just read. Coming off the highly successful Honor United Tour, the best wrestling on the planet, Ring of Honor returns to the UK with the Honor Reunited Tour featuring an eight-man United States versus United Kingdom tournament. Uh, 
The tournament is the first annual Ring of Honor International Cup, with the first round taking place in Edinburgh on Thursday, August 16th, the semi-finals and finals on Saturday, August 18th in Doncaster, with the winner challenging for the Ring of Honor World Championship in the main event on Sunday, August 19th in London. The tournament marks the first of many anticipated international cups, all of which possess endless possibilities, including the United States versus Japan, United States versus Germany, United States versus Mexico, and more. As we've seen from the recent Reach for the Sky, War of the Worlds, UK and on the United Tours, Ring of Honor brings in the very best UK stars to compete against its own stars year after year. Previous tours have brought stars like the villain Marty Skrull, Will Ospreay, Mark Askins, NWA World Champion Nick Aldis and others to Ring of Honor competition with all making the most of their opportunities. Will we see a breakout star make the most of this opportunity or will an established star win the first ever ROH International Cup? So that's an interesting... Um, that's a very interesting uh, concept, I suppose, for the for the next tour. Um, so, I mean, I I thoroughly, I, I mean, all the Ring of Honor shows I've been to, I've certainly enjoyed, uh, no question about it. Um, and evidently, if you want to get tickets for uh, the show in York Hall, which is the one I'm attending, uh, I would strongly suggest you get your fucking skates on because. Um, <clears throat> we're taking a look uh, I mean there's still dotted second row tickets available like 80 quid a piece and there's actually balcony tickets available so it's not like it's you know well it's two months away so you know, it's not like it's going to be sold out completely yet that's the point I'm trying to make um, but yeah I'll be up in the balcony on August 19th um, and anticipating a hell of a good show oh uh, yeah, I'm sorry I just sort of uh, I went on I, I went to a little bit of a 90 degree direction if I'm perfectly honest okay right now um, I have got a couple of days to figure this shit out because I, I, I want to see if you guys can help me on this. Because there are two cards on Sunday. One is Progress. One is Super Fun Wrestling. Both of them have piqued my interest in some odd re- you know, for some odd reason. Um, I mean, Progress is Progress. Super Fun is a start-up at ResGal. Which I don't think will get any love, quite frankly. I mean, I have obviously a season ticket, and uh, oh, it's this is the dilemma of the century. It feels like almost, which it it isn't really, but you get the idea. It feels like it's the fucking dilemma of the century. <coughs> but um, I think the reason why I'm sort of not, I think what it is sometimes I do like the. I do like the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, fucking hell. I'm fucking drawing a blank. <laughs> you know when you just forget entirely what the fuck you were talking about? That's me. Um, I mean, they've announced some fucking scorching matches. Uh, for, uh... Where is it? 
yeah, they they've announced some absolutely some absolutely okay. So yeah, they've announced the full card. And so let's try and find something resembling the full fucking card. Uh, come on, you bugger! This is captivating TV, by the way, or captivating whatever the fuck. It's only because I am just completely. Um, oh come on! Oh, uh, before, I, I might as well talk about it. What does people? What do people think about this NXT UK business and the whole shit happening at the Royal Albert Hall? Apparently, from what I've heard, there's some interesting shit that's happened. I'm not going to spoil it because I'm not a dick. Uh, and also, there's a lot. You know, I think if I'm right, they taped it for like transmission next week if I'm right on the network I want to say this is fucking odd because I've tried to find this um, this card and I can't find it I can't find it on hashtag I can barely find it on cage match for goodness sakes which is a bit frustrating if I'm perfectly honest with you I love how but I do love how what they've called um, chapter 80 which is the next show in Sheffield um, apropos, I suppose they've called it "pour some progress on me." <laughs> I, do, I do like the sort of vaguely themed, um, uh, which we call it, the vaguely themed names. Oh, here we go. Got got need is uh, chapter seventy-two, and I'm oh, this is fucking annoying. They haven't even put the card up on there. Okay, so I've got to fucking wing it. It's four. Oh, where is it? Let me try and find it. <coughs> this is fun. I know, I know that you would rather, you know. I'm, I mean, this this is more, for, you know, this is absolutely. Compelling viewing, quite frankly. It's pretty impressive to see just how many, like going through like their old their old um, like photo albums on the Progress Group. It's pretty fucking awesome. Like looking back to like the beginning, like the match graphics for Chapter One, for fuck's sake. That's pretty fucking cool. Um, where is it? Ah, oh, bugger. It is here somewhere. Anyway. Where? Oh. I've, I've completely shit the bed, haven't I? Hang on, let's see if I can... Okay, so again, it's just pretty cool looking at some of the uh, these graphics and shit. That's just me. Uh, here I'm right. 
seven matches have been announced. And I've just... Again, it's just a case of sort of looking and making sure that you are spot on. Uh, as I wait... Uh, right, so, obviously, Forgot Got Need, Chapter 72... Not 1972, Chapter 72. Uh, the main event... Is of course Travis Banks defending the Progress World Championship against Chuck Mambo, the winner of the um, 2018 Progress World Cup. I don't know. On paper, that looks like it could be a fun match, uh, especially because Chuck is just too fucking likable. Um, now, I'll be honest: the women's fair disappoints me. Uh, I'll give you an idea on the Super Fun card. Women are in four of the nine matches. This is the fa this is the fair you have at Progress, which is still fucking cool. Charlie Morgan versus Laura Di Matteo. No, no, you know, I'm not going to scoff at that whatsoever. But compared to the, the Super Fun card, which has I think three women's matches and an intergender match, if I'm right, come on, doesn't really fucking do the card justice. <clears throat> They've also now, obviously, on Chapter 72, you've got the Natural Progression Series final between uh, Mark Davis and Chris Ridgway. So that'd be a very hard-hitting matchup, no question about it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Doug Williams defends the Progress Atlas Division Championship against the new number one contender, Michael Dante, which could be pretty good. Um, and then you get these now, now the final three matches are arguably the matches which I actually would say now I would normally say hand on heart I will go for these sole reasons. So you've got a Thunderbastard tag team series matchup um, as CCK are back in tag team action, um, taking on Connor Mills and Maverick Mayhew. You've then got. Um, Almost a homecoming for British Strong Style in six-man tag team actions. They take on the besties in the world and Josh Alexander, three of the brightest independent prospects uh, in North America today. And then the final matchup they've announced, and this could be genuinely a match of the year candidate if you know if both men you know just click, and that's Will Ospreay versus Jordan Devlin. I mean. Jesus fucking Christ. Those last three matches are making it incredibly difficult. But uh, tune in next week on KW Radio when I actually give you my report on where the fuck I went. So there you go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it um, an open book, as it were. Because I'm a dick. <laughs> no, uh, genuinely... Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> oh, it doesn't help with this bloody cough. Fucking hell. But yeah, it, I mean, genuinely, um, they, I mean, that progress card on paper looks like, oh, I would say one of the best in a long time they've done, they've, they've done for, uh, for the ballroom. Uh, I'm not going to lie. That looks genuinely really good. Um, but like I, s I think what it is is because of um, 
I think it's because of hanging around Liam Stevens that I've just decided to... <clears throat> I think what it is, I've just decided... Hmm. I think sometimes you've got to give the the start-up, you've got to give the um, up-and-comer a little bit of love. But that's just me. Um, I mean... That's certainly something that I would consider doing. The um, the super fun show, but I'll probably figure it out tomorrow or something like that. It's fucking hard, but, uh, but also evidently, I want the, I want the show that I go to. That it's my fiftieth show of two thousand and eighteen to be a good one. That's pretty fucking important. Because looking at my calendar. Holy fucking shit. I've got a lot of good graps on the way. Let's just say that. Um, because uh, in the next seven days or so, there is a run, I think, of... Well, it doesn't help that there's also a run of um, about ten days. Where... Um, but yeah, about ten days where it's just non-stop wrestling in August, August Bank Holiday. Right, so let's take a look at my calendar. Um, so let's see. On June twenty-eighth is the debut for Frontline Wrestling, Build Me an Empire at Stratford Circus. So that's on Thursday, June twenty-eighth. On Thursday, on Friday, June twenty-ninth. Dropkicks make their debut in Hainault at the Forest Academy. I'm hopefully going to take uh, our senior official Charon Parker with us. Because he likes dropkicks for some reason. Uh, June 30th, um, I'm hopefully going to be at um, UKPW at the Falconwood Community Centre for Ring of Fire. Uh, Liam Stevens is also going to do that. And RCWA, uh, as I believe they have the final stretch of the Bill Barnard Memorial Tournament on that show on the evening of the 30th at the Chafford Sports Centre in Raynham. Uh, um, then it's just a case of looking at what I'm, look, what I'm doing. Uh, June four, July 14th uh, is a potential doubleheader. Um, but I'll see about that. July 15th, apparently, London Lucha League, London Brawling and the Resistance Gallery. Um, July 18th is um, Progress at uh, Live at the Dome at the Tufnell Park Dome uh, July 22nd is IWO Untitled and Drop Kicks Brentwood 19 that's a double shot that could potentially be done you get the idea it's getting very busy in uh, in July, um, August nineteenth, I'm at Ring of Honor. Um, I've just booked up a three nights at uh, Fight Club Pro in August. Project London. It's three nights at Bush Hall. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and thirtieth of August. Um, and then there is a show at Starworks Warehouse in Wolverhampton on the thirty first. Tie that into what's happening on September first. Southside Adrenaline, Adrenaline Rush 2018 Stevenage at Gordon Craig Theatre and a couple of other shows in between. Holy fucking shit, that's mental. 
And then, um, yeah, it's just getting very, very busy. Uh, and in this day and age, you can't afford to miss one thing, quite frankly. Um, but, yeah, it's... Oh, excuse me. Yeah, it's busy. Anyway, um... Um, so anyway, that's um, the gist of it. Let's go to plugs. And let's begin with our website. It's, of course, kickasswrestling.co.uk. That's kickasswrestling.co.uk. On our social media, go to uh, facebook.com slash group slash kickasswrestlinguk or add me as a friend on Facebook and facebook.com slash the boss David Lovell, L-U-V-V-A-L-L. Add me and I'll add you to the group. Simples. On Twitter... Go to twitter.com forward slash kw underscore underground. I am at kw commissioner on Twitter as well. Uh, and you'll find all your favourite kick-ass wrestling competitors in some shape, fashion or form on Twitter. On Instagram, go to instagram.com forward slash kick-ass wrestling UK. That is instagram.com slash kick-ass wrestling UK. Uh, our shop zone, powered by zazzle.co.uk is tinyurl.com slash kawswag that's tinyurl.com slash kawswag uh, our archive episodes of kw radio can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash kw radio obviously it's pretty much a no brainer there uh, our 2017 show playlist can be found at tinyurl.com slash kwshows2017 so check that out and of course Mr. Danger Kick-Ass Wrestling Hall of Fame. He's bought uh, a bit of time. So uh, let's do his plugs very quickly. Facebook.com slash Channel Mike Prod. Uh, YouTube is at tinyurl.com slash Channel Mike YT. And Radio Lowestoft, his uh, podcast, which is currently back on hiatus, can be found at tinyurl.com slash Channel Mike Pod. Okay, that's all the time we've got. And uh, I'm too knackered. Um... I are oh, genuinely it's been an absolutely mental few days and I've got a lot to do I've got I've got like four shows to edit for fuck's sake which uh, I'm getting I'm you know slow progress is better than none but it's just mental at the moment anyway we've hit an hour and six or something like that so uh, we'll leave you with a very quick show closer a little bit of madness to uh ease you in to uh, the end of this episode of KW Radio episode 11 of series 6 of KW Radio this has been I've been David Lovell you've been listening to this live from uh, KW House in Stepney East London and we are of course kick-ass wrestling for a decade the zenith of all British underground wrestling here's in the city we'll talk to you next week cheerio cheerio